All right. Well, thank you, Mayor, members of council. Good to be with you all. Um, I'm going to start by just uh, changing the agenda up on you a little bit in that we've dropped one item and we're going to actually go out front at uh, 615 uh, for the budget presentation. So we'll try to wrap up about 605, 610. Um, you'll remember our, our theme uh, this, this uh, meeting is uh, public safety. Um, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, we've got 11 um, items on the consent agenda, um, three grants, and a number of special exceptions. Pretty straightforward agenda out front. I will tell you that, that the applicant for item C10, which is T-Mobile, has requested a continuance to May 23rd. So um, we'll take that item off of uh, consent. When um, is it to 18 May 23rd. And I'd also like to take advantage, just to, uh, we're here, we've got a, a new member of, of Team Norfolk, which is Amparo Lopez, who is the new assistant director for CSB, and she has been here almost 24 hours. That's right, it's a good sign when they come back on the second day, Mayor. So, um, uh, again, we want to share a number of things. We talked about public safety. I think it was really a, a desire of y'all's to understand what we're doing with some with the programs this uh, this summer, particularly the youth programs. Um, so Daryl Crittenden from ARPOS is going to step up in a moment and talk about the uh, youth summer enrichment programs that they are offering um, throughout the city for kids of all ages. Um, uh, James Mickle, who is a division head with uh, uh, with Daryl, is going to talk about the Norfolk Nighthawks program. So we certainly look forward to that. And then Chief Boone and his team are going to stand up and talk about uh, some of the youth initiatives uh, and faith-based initiatives that they have uh, put in place. Um, so we'll look forward to all of those. But, so at this time, I'd ask for Daryl to step up and talk to you about what's going on um, with uh, Parks and Rec this summer. <coughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Mayor, Council Members, Mr. Manager. Just want to provide a brief overview of our summer youth programs that we plan on offering this summer. Our overall mission is to provide recreational opportunities and making sure that you have life quality, life changing programs and events that occur that you can always come back wanting more. Okay. Oh, am I clicking? <laughs> You're trapped. Okay. All right, we have a variety of youth enrichment summer camps. We have our before care and after care camps, which actually are extension of our before and after school programs that start at six in the morning and usually get out around 5.30 in the evening. We have our get out and play summer camps with our, at our 18 recreation centers. These are our open recreation center sites. And the hours there are usually from nine to 4.30. And kids usually can come to these camps just for our $10, with a $10 rec card and we do offer field trips, but they're at a different fee, which is usually around $85. We have a Norview teen camp for ages 13 through 17, and we have a large abundance of teens in the Norview community, and that camp is really popping, as the kids say. So we have so much stuff that we offer for the teen camp, and we'll get into that at the next slide. We provide a lot of excursions for our summer camps. I think the biggest thing we want to do is we want them to learn and experience Norfolk. That means going to the beaches, to our pools, to different rec centers, as well as to amenities actually in the city. As you can see, I won't go over all of them, but these are some of the excursions that we take with our summer camps. Norfolk Navigators, our summer teen camp program, which is at Norview Community Center. <laughs> We offer life skills. As you'll see, career exploration, college tours, these are all programs that prepare a teen for life after high school or even during high school. 
Money management is a big course that the teens are actually engaged in. Aquatics, we have our summer plunge program. Numbers continue to grow. We have splash pads at Shoot Park and also at the Norview Community <coughs> Center. We have annual swim lessons, water safety training. Those are all annual. And we're probably the only municipal parks and rec program that offers paddling programs. And that's done at East Ocean View Recreation Center. And as you can see at the bottom, we had over 11,250 youth involved in our aquatics programs this past summer. Visual and performing arts introduced youth to a lot of the performing arts with music, dance, drama. And they have a recital during the summer that brings out large numbers. And kids really enjoy the performances and getting a chance to participate in the other side of recreation, not just athletics, but the performing arts and visual arts as well. Norfolk Emerging Leaders Program, you heard about that at the last council meeting. We have 250 billets, which are for youth age 16 through 19. We have 13 executive intern slots. And actually, this is a wonderful program. It is work development, workforce development at its best. Athletics, wonderful athletics program. RBI Baseball and Softball. <coughs> When I got here 11 years ago, we probably had only 15 teams. We're now up to 27 teams. And I think what I'm really happy about this year is we now have four girls softball teams. So we're going to start a girls softball league. So very pleased with that. Uh, we have summer clinics at all of our recreation centers. Our youth football coaches are certified in heads up con concussion training and certification as well as heat stroke conditioning and certifications as well. Our Norfolk Boxing Center program they have summer training programs for all ages. Park Rangers, a new addition to the department, wonderful program. They provide not only environmentally safe programs, they provide interpretive tours and, and site training at all of our parks. And they have fishing Fridays, family events, a lot of great activities that are family oriented. a family affair. We have various components and programs that encourage families being together, recreating together. Movie nights, which will enhance, will add more movie nights to the south side. We have three summer field trips that usually we take families out to, African American History Museum. We have the Washington Redskins training camp. I don't know why anybody would want to go to the Redskins camp, but... <laughs> but yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> but... Does we do take King's Dominion, and we actually provide our summer rentals of all of our park shelters and park amenities. <coughs> and something new for summer 2017 is our beach activation, and we'll get more into that at the, on the next slide. This is new for this summer. We're going to have a kickoff with all new programming at the beaches this year. It can range anywhere from beach volleyball to a lot of other activities. We're going to have some full moon beach parties. Yeah, be careful with that name, Mel, Daryl. Oh, yeah, full moon. <laughs> 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 On the beach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, family activities with park rangers. We're going to have active lifestyle activities, conservation programs. And we're going to have a large end-of-the-season blowout. That'll be Labor Day weekend. Wow, blowout, full moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you guys get the picture. <laughs> okay. A lot of partying happening down there. Um, 
And this slide is basically some of our community collabor collaborations. Uh, we have a lot of partners that make things happen with us. Teens with a Purpose that provide a component of our team programming. Youth Leadership Program at ODU, which is a wonderful program. Southside Leadership Academy. We have the Baseball League. I was talking about reviving baseball in the inner city. Hip Hop Chess, which is at the... Um, I'm a center year old. You can't even think of the name. Lambert's Point. And that is a wonderful program. And the police department's very active in that as well. Master Gardeners programs. And Norfolk Public Schools does a great job of providing meals for us at all of our summer campsites. They prep the meals, prepare the meals in their cafeterias. And we turn no child away for breakfast and lunch during the summer. And a couple of more of our programs, our athletic associations, our partnerships. <coughs> And we have great partners. And any questions for me? Mrs. Gray? Great job. Great job. Okay. Mr. Riddick. Uh, Daryl, if a family doesn't have $10, is there any way a child can earn a scholarship to be admitted? Yes, sir. Actually, we work through the Human Services Department to help with that. And I do set up payment play, uh, programs as well where a mother or father could come in, pay $2 for five weeks, so that that child can actually get their card. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smeagle, um, so a lot of great things, good things. What do you need, Carol? There's gotta be something you need. Come on, <laughs> Doug's not listening. <laughs> like an indoor athletic facility for Norfolk, you know, that would be great, right? Sports, that would be sports great. Class? Yeah. <laughs> but no, is there anything that you need uh, recreation-wise, recreation nothing. Um, we're doing very well on the recreation side of the house. Daryl, you don't want a sportsplex? <laughs> I would love to have a sportsplex, but we're, I was we're just... Gonna, we're going to work on the sportsplex. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're working on Mrs. that. Mrs. Johnson. Yes. Um, Daryl, do you handle um, the Nighthawks? Yes, ma'am, we do. Okay. So the, <clears throat> there were three communities last summer. Yes, ma'am. And this summer we have two. That's mm -hmm. That's, yes, and actually, I'm going to introduce James Mickle to the council. He's going to make the Nighthawk presentation. Okay. But, uh, okay. Uh, Refer you, my question to him, too. Uh, <coughs> well, we, we both can answer it, but I want to give him his propers, as the kids okay. say, right. because he is back, the program coordinator, and okay. I want him to. Okay. But going back to um, Councilman Smeagol, mm -hmm. um, asking if there's anything you need we previously had agreed um, because um, during the tour, overall tour of the city of Norfolk, we found that um, the schedule for grass cutting throughout the city was taking a, a little too long last summer and that we wanted to make sure um, that Daryl's department had what it needed to cut grass on a regular schedule to do the beautification throughout the, the city, and it was really bad last summer. And I don't want to, <coughs> to see that again this summer with us having to continue to call in um, as we're driving through our city and saying, hey, this grass is now three feet tall and it's not being cut, and our city looked really ugly last spring and summer. And we said that we would make a commitment that we wouldn't have to go through that this summer, this spring and summer. Did we increase the cruise winter? <coughs> we Didn't we put more money in the budget last year to 
hire more crews? So we did a couple of things. We, we uh, issued an RFP, and, and the return wasn't wasn't substantive. It just wasn't uh, an opportunity for us. So what we did is we're going to go from a 14-day to a 10-day business uh, cycle, which is better. And uh, I have every faith that with the uh, support that we have through Daryl Shop and the, the bid that we got last year, that we can tackle and, and be much better this summer, Mr. Johnson. With okay. a, a new sheriff in town, uh, have we? I just had to say that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, have we um, reached out to yes, Joe sir. about reactivating the nonviolent offender crews? And yeah. we have. Okay. Councilman Spiegel, I wanted to ask, excuse me, ma'am. Um, we're increasing our summer temps. We're going from 35 summer temps up to 47 this year. Okay. So that'll help us immensely. Okay. And when you say it wasn't substantive, what do you mean? Do you mean we weren't offering enough money and people just didn't think it was? Uh, the the, the um, respondents themselves, well, there was one that had never been in the operation ever. Oh. Right. And so they were, they were saying, well, we'll carry the resources, but we want all your people, the equipment, plus... Uh, Pesticides, even to do the operation, and so it, it was. Uh, okay. Wasn't. Wasn't. Okay. Uh, okay. And so, Mr. Bend, that yes, also sir. includes um, vacant lots throughout our city yeah. that they will be taking care of. That the city owns. Okay. That the city owns. Yes. Yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, our uh, James Rogers, everyone. Oh, yeah. Alcohols for those uh, businesses come. You've actually sent those out today. We're actually going to do them on a two-week cycle. So we worked collaboratively with uh, Daryl, so we want to make sure we understood. Uh, last year was a little slow, so again, we want to make sure, you know, on that 14 day segment, those every two weeks, we're going to make sure that they get cut. And uh, again, the first one went out today. First <coughs> Thank you. Okay. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Manager, Council Members, I want to introduce to you at this time James Mickle, our Division Head of Recreation and Leisure Activities. James is actually the program coordinator for the Norfolk Nighthawks basketball program, and I'd like to bring him up at this time to present on the Norfolk Nighthawks program. Good evening, Mayor, Council, <coughs> Manager. Uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to come up and tell you a little bit about the few enhancements that we plan uh, to offer this year for the Nighthawks program. Uh, I'm in my 23rd year in recreation. It's, Hard to say that may be unbelievable to you guys because I look so young. But uh, over the years, I've been a part of the planning, the implementation, and the evaluation of, if I had to guess a number, I would say over 100 brand new programs. And none has been more impactful to me than a Nighthawk program. I have an opportunity to go out on Fridays and Saturday nights and interact with the gentlemen who participate, but also to talk to them and actually see how much they appreciate us offering the program is second to none. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for continuing to challenge us to offer creative and innovative programming to the citizens of Norfolk. So I truly appreciate that. Thank you. Ah, I figured it out. Uh, our summer kickoff this year is Friday, June 23rd, which is two weeks um, longer than when we started the program last year. And the finale would be uh, sat on Saturday, August 26th. Last year's program ran for six weeks. This year we've been running for nine weeks, so that's an enhancement. We're very excited about that. Uh, we've modified operation hours from 9 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. From last year, hours of 10 o'clock p.m. to 2 o'clock a.m. Um, as I just mentioned in the last slide, we modified hours for two reasons through our evaluation. Last year, when staff would show up at 9 o'clock to set up for the program, it would be 20 to 30 guys standing outside waiting to come in to play. 
But on the other side of that, at 1 o'clock p.m., and I think North Police Department could uh, attest to this, that virtually no one were in the facilities. So we thought to A, ensure that we're offering the program when it's most needed, and B, be fiscally responsible to move the hours up from 9 o'clock p.m. to 12.30 um, a.m. Uh, last year, uh, we explored a few weeks at the Norview Community Center. We offered a program for three weeks at Norview Community Center. And the first week was phenomenal. We had 120 participants. Uh, but by the third week, numbers were really low, drastically low. So this year, we plan to centralize and focus our efforts and resources into the Berkeley and Huntersville communities to change this program into that enrichment <coughs> program that we so desperately want it to be. Uh, last year, we had several vendors and, uh, and partners. Uh, Norfolk Police Department was phenomenal. Uh, we had Opportunity Inc., uh, Community Service Board, the Up Center, just to name a few. And they were great, and we'll continue to partner with them and also add several other partners like those. But if we want it to be the enrichment program that we want it, that we know that it can be, and, and, and increase participation and offerings, we have to partner with, we have to partner with uh, the local stakeholders in the communities, our local churches and, uh, and, and nonprofit organizations. Uh, we've sat down with churches from both communities, and they've already committed to come in and offer activities and programs this summer, so we're really excited about that. Uh, last year, we offered, as I just relayed, several uh, vendors, uh, whether it was Opportunity Inc., uh, TCC was there, uh, MPS offering GED programs and several other um, resources, but we didn't have to follow up that we like to have this year. This year, we're going to, we get that information of that participant, we're going to call them up and say, hey, you, should, you gave us some information, you showed some interest in the GED program or Opportunity Inc. or going to the health department getting your food um, service card. You stay interested in that. And us utilizing our power of influence may provide them, the person that's on the fence to maybe sway to the right side and actually go there they're intimidated. Uh, just a story from last summer, a participant at one of our programs, uh, he was 19 years old and he was a high school dropout. He was having a tough time, he actually had a, a, a tough few months. and. Through Nighthawk, he connected with Centura College where he got his GED for free. And just last week, I walked past him on Granby Street. He's going to TCC uh, to get his uh, associate's degree. So the program works, and we have to continue to track and push people because sometimes, you know, the GED program, if you, know, you dropped off four or five years ago, you may be intimidated, you know, to go back. So as you lies that power of influence and, and partnering and reaching back out to them, you know can maybe help them assist with that. Uh, last year, we had, we had a great year. We had over 1,000 participants, but only five to eight of those participants were women. Uh, so this year, we've already began the process of surveying women through the Community Service Board and Human Services to find out exactly what women, what they want, what would entice them to come on and be a part of the program, whether it's Zumba classes, uh, hip-hop dance classes, yoga, or cosmetology demos. But we really want to increase our female population this year. Uh, I know that was really fast, but that's all I have for you. Do you have any questions for me? Well, I'll say, well, I'll say this. We also plan to change uh, the way we market the program. In the 90s, Nighthawk was synonymous with basketball. 
So when a lot of females see Nighthawk, they automatically think of a basketball program rather than an enrichment program. So we'll add some other things to our marketing to ensure that they know that we have things for them also. Mr. Riddick? All right, this is Johnson. Um, you said that for Norview, yes, you did Norview on a three-week basis last summer. Yes. Do you have the research or the data to explain the reason why um, the numbers were low? Why didn't it just work for the three weeks program <coughs> that was provided to the Norview area? Because our responsibility is that we want to put in preventive measures before um, we have criminal activities. We want to put things already in place. And so if we only carried the program three weeks um, last summer and now we're dropping it um, this summer, um, where's the data and the research to show why we just dropped it? And are there any future plans to bring it back to the Norview area? Um, because you said that you're going to put the time and the effort in to find out, to outreach to women, yes. to find out what they're looking for, because yes. they were out there at Norview yeah, the first um, yeah. um, when I was there. Um, are we going to put the time and the effort in as a preventive measure for the Norview community? Well, you were there last year for the first yes. week, obviously, and it was phenomenal. Um, by that third week, we had two people show up. And when I left Norview on that third week to go to Huntersville, 40 of those guys that were at Norview wanted to go to Huntersville to play with the gentlemen that were at Huntersville. So with numbers declining from 107 in two weeks to two or three, we thought that it may be best to focus on uh, Huntersville and Berkeley. Uh, Ms. Johnson, Mr. Mickle is correct, but one thing we wanted to make note of was part of Mr. Smeagle alluded to this, what did I need, what do I need? Well, we do have a budget enhancement to enhance the overall Norfolk Nighthawk program. And part of that deals with Norview. One of the things that happened at Norview was a lot of your college basketball players came from that area. So they left early to go back to school, so our numbers kind of dwindled. But what I did see was most of your local basketball players were at the Huntersville Center and over at Berkeley. And when I went over to Huntersville, that's where we had our largest crowd. But your collegiate basketball players, those that just finished college, those that were going to enter college, were all playing at Norview when the program first started. Darrell, um, yeah. what, what, what was the cost, not including the, the volunteers and the external organizations? Did, have you put a number on what it the cost to run the program at Berkeley or Huntersville or Norview? Do you have a... I don't have that in my yeah. head. It was it was just under twenty thousand last right. year. So so one of, I think one of the things. Okay, great. Well, yes. I think we also need to look at the East Ocean View Community Center. Um, you know, we made a commitment to that community as well that we will pilot a program there or just you know. And so I would like for you to incorporate uh, maybe a couple of weeks there uh, since we're not doing Norview. Yes, sir. Let's try it. At, uh, the East Ocean View Community Center, and let's see what type of traction and impact that we can have there, because I think that uh, those services and resources are needed in that community as well. Yes, sir, we can do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you. Okay, any other questions? Thank you, Mr. Manager. All right, thanks, sir.
Um, excellent, James and, and Daryl. Uh, Chief Boone and members of the police department are going to step up. He's got Sergeant April Copeland, Karen, uh, uh, excuse me, Karen Parker Chesson, Reverend Leroy Briggs with him, the Norfolk Police Chaplain. And they're going to talk about some of the programs that they're doing for the youth and also with the uh, faith. Mr. Mayor, members of council, Mr. Smith, long before the Ferguson and Baltimore incident, the Norfolk Police Department was working extremely hard to address some of the concerns in the community, particularly our communities at hope. Now, I don't like to say at risk because of the negative connotations associated with that. In the last two years, we've elevated our community outreach programs to, we, to the point that we currently have 25 programs that run throughout the year. You'd be hard pressed to find another police department that does more. These programs are important because they help build relationships. They also give our citizens an opportunity to have responsibility in suppressing crime. This is not just on the police department. This is a team effort. Now, I fully recognize that the suppression of crime is solely on the shoulders of the police department when it comes to putting people in jail. But we also have a responsibility, we the police, to build mutual relationships in which we embrace all people. Now, having said that, I want to take this opportunity to elevate the bench, so to speak, and introduce my team. I have Karen Parker Chesson, who is our Community Manager Relations Specialist. She will be talking about an event coming up this Saturday for young ladies, cops and girls. After her, Sergeant April Copeland will be talking about our summer youth programs, specifically our camps. She's in charge of the community's affairs section. And lastly, certainly not least, Chaplain Briggs will be talking about our clergy patrol program, which we started last weekend. Are there any questions of me regarding crime or anything else? I'm going to take that as a no. Well, we're good. I'm not going to run. Okay. Good afternoon, Mayor, City Council members, and department heads. Uh, MPD Cops and Curls is an initiative that we began uh, slightly over a year and a half ago uh, through planning. This engagement seeks to um, assist young girls ages 6 to 12, 13 years old from underserved communities with engagement from the police officers within our department. Um, we have quite a bit of activity at the annual event, which is called Cops and Curls, and we've had great partnerships. Going the other direction. We've had some great partnerships with our officers. We have ongoing interim activities with the girls throughout the year outside of the annual formal event. And this year, that formal event will be at the downtown Norfolk Marriott on Saturday, April 15th. So we celebrate and uplift the self-esteem of young girls in the community with engagement through the officers, activities, movies, 
recently we went to see the movie Hidden Figures, which has a lot of historical and cultural value. Activities, we provided um, activities at the Slover Library, back-to-school activities, school supplies. Also, exposure to art, technology, and history via the stations that we provide at the annual event on Saturday. Our community partnerships are exceptional and quite intentional. Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority identifies our demographic. The Norfolk Police Foundation has been very generous and um, beneficial as the supporting sponsor this year for our engagement. Norfolk Commonwealth Attorney's Office, the Norfolk Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and Downtown Norfolk Marriott, which will host this year's venue. The objective is to provide positive engagement from our officers through mentorship, education, encouragement, and various activities for career and cultural support to our girls who are from the underserved communities. This is a representation of some of the relationships that we've built with the officers in the girls' own words. police officers connected with the people and the area they protect. Well, today, Norfolk police were interacting on some of the younger members of the community. They got support from the Commonwealth's Attorney's Office and the Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority to create a fun-filled day for a group of girls. Sandra Parker has the story. More than a dozen girls ages 6 through 12 spent their day hanging out with Norfolk police officers. So that we can encourage them as they head back to school, give them a few school supplies, and just see what they're, what's on their minds. It's a youth initiative called Cops and Curls. Norfolk police launched with a big gala back in April. We danced with the police officers. We talked with them. Some of them were our escorts. The bond created at that event is something police are continuing to cultivate. This week, the officers took two groups of girls, including this one, on a fun-filled day through Slover Library. It's really exciting, and it's like we're learning different stuff that the police officers do around here. They'll help us because they can save your life. The girls aren't the only ones getting something out of this program. It also helps build trust with the officers that they see every day in their neighborhood. We certainly hope that that engagement also turns into um, another set of eyes and ears on the ground for the officers. So if they do see something that seems suspicious or uh, it's a criminal incident, that they'll feel comfortable with calling the police and sharing that information. It's a message these girls seem to hear loud and clear. Thank you for protecting us and helping us when we have problems. The girls say they now look at these officers as their friends. Sandra Parker, 13 News Now. Sweet story they are. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sandra. Um, the activities and engagement between the cops and curls definitely reinforces uh, safety, security, and well-being. 
um, our officers already recognize and realize that one of their roles is to enhance that sense of safety in the communities that they serve. Um, we do that through engagement activities, mentorship, and certainly this is also an initiative that <coughs> helps with reducing youth contact in front of the juvenile justice system. And that concludes my presentation. Any questions? Mr. Spiegel. Yes, sir. So I know the housing authorities involved in this, and it goes back to what Kenny brought up with the, uh, the mayor brought up about the Nighthawks program, is making sure that we're going outside of just public housing and that you're looking at other uh, distressed communities like East Ocean View, West Ocean View, Willoughby, has, um, you know, areas that are, um, you know, have children that need this as well. So I just want to make sure, I know the Housing Authority is key in identifying um, the kids for this, but are they going outside for this? Because we have Section 8 housing, too, all throughout the city, um, you know, that Housing Authority is responsible for. I just want to make sure they're not just targeting kids that are in public housing and they're going beyond um, our, our public housing neighborhoods. So John's nodding his head behind you. Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, Thirty-five hundred families in public housing, but we have twenty-nine hundred Section Eight families, and, and the communication goes out to all sixty-three hundred families. Okay, thanks. All right. The future of cops and girls is to also identify uh, several other partnerships. One would be Norfolk Public Schools. The other would be uh, the Parks and Recreation um, Center to help us with uh, enhancing engagement with girls uh, from other communities. I beg your pardon? Maybe even human services. Yes, there absolutely. Be a <coughs> partnership to identify individuals that are not public housing, but may need, you know, mentorship and stuff like that. I like the name. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, who's up next, Chief? All right, Sergeant, welcome. Good evening, Mayor, Council, and Department Heads. I'm Sergeant April Copeland. And I'll be talking about our Police Athletic League, which is developed to provide Norfolk youth with exposure to various programs and educational opportunities. Overall, PAL promotes the prevention of juvenile crime and violence by building relationships with the youth <coughs> in our communities um, through positive engagement. So, uh, excuse me. This year, we will be promote, we'll be have, we'll have our um, two summer sessions, which the first session is July 10th through the 27th, and it caters to youth ages 8 to 12. The second session is August the 7th through the 24th for ages, youth ages 13 to 16 years old. Now, each session runs three weeks in the months of July and August. Um, they must be a Norfolk resident to participate, and this ca these camps are totally free to any resident of the city of Norfolk. Um, we're very fortunate to be funded um, through a grant through DCGS, which came from policing in the 21st century, and we have over, we're allotted over a little over 4,700 for that, but we also are funded through our Norfolk Police um, Foundation. They assist us, and we're looking forward to um, getting a, uh, a 25 passenger bus to assist with uh, moving forward. 
also participants are required to write an essay. This year I actually brought an application with me. In the past they've had to write as to why they should be selected for our <coughs> camp. This year we've asked them to provide what good qualities they bring um, and why they should be selected for our camp. So we're looking forward to getting those applications. Our motto is reaching Norfolk's youth before the streets do. Um, we make sure what, we, what we've been doing um, and we've started to do since July will be fastly approaching. Our coordinators, there are two coordinators for the camps. They've been going out um, to the various schools because we're looking to have a very diverse group for our camp. We have, we're looking to select 25 per each session. Again, um, our objectives are for the Norfolk police officers to be role models and develop positive and healthy relationships with the youth. Um, last summer, I've been actually in the community affairs section since June 1 of last year, and it was such a rewarding experience being able to go out with the kids. They really enjoy spending time with us. We get to take them, not only do they play sports and enjoy those type of physical activities, but they learn a lot about the police department. Um, we schedule various tours through our Homeland Security Division where they get to see our patrol, our Harbor Patrol, our SOT teams, our traffic units, um, and various precincts that we have. They also um, are provided with a safe environment to participate in sports and educational opportunities, as well as we reinforce good behavior and their responsibility to be good protective citizens. One thing that we started last year was um, etiquette classes. Um, you'd be surprised some of the you know students weren't aware of certain things, um, just basic hygiene. Um, and we're also, this year, I wanted to implement um, for the older session interviewing because they're at the age where they may be getting jobs for the summer, things like what you should wear, um, things of that nature. <coughs> I included a couple of pictures from last year's camp. We actually have a soccer team, and so our soccer team met with them, I don't know, right here, and actually it was a day where it was extremely hot, so that's why they were inside um, in the gym, but they um, taught them about the game of soccer. Here we went out to a farm. Actually, the owner of the farm is a City of Norfolk employee um, who lives in Chesapeake. He has his own farm, and um, the kids really enjoyed it. We actually took the, the um, younger kids and the older kids, and they both really enjoyed it and learned a lot of important um, fundamentally uh, important uh, characters, characteristics, sorry, character traits from that, from the farm. <coughs> Here, um, we took them to see a Tides game. They really enjoyed that. And again, here, this is where they're, they get to learn about our department. Um, this was a demonstration by one of the units in our Homeland Security <coughs> Division. And we also thought with everything going on with our older kids, we put on some different scenarios where they were able to be police officers to see how they would react in some of the situations that we're faced with on the street. Um, we were able to tour um, the Hampton Road Show and um, with Channel 10, and also here is when our lower, excuse me, our younger group were at the zoo. So they really have a good time, and they really look forward um, to being a part of the camp. Any questions? From I anyone? Just, this is Johnson. Go right on. I just um, want to say I really appreciate um, 
your slogan, Reaching Norfolk's Youth Before the Streets Do. That's really positive. And um, the part where you're bringing in the academic part of it, where the, the scholars are required to write an essay. Yes. And your, um, your theme for the essay um, this summer, what could they bring to the camp to make a, a difference, being that it's all about them? So thank you so very much. Thank that, you. That's very positive. I appreciate that feedback. Yes, thank you, ma'am. All right, thank you, Sergeant. Thank you. Okay, Chaplain Briggs. <laughs> good evening, Mayor, good evening. Council. It's good to be here with you all tonight. Uh, Reverend Dr. Leroy Briggs, Senior Chaplain for the Norfolk Police Department. I've uh, been the chap volunteer chaplain for 18 years. Also, I'm the Senior Chaplain for the Norfolk Fire and Rescue Department for 10 years. Good life. The clergy patrols I'm going to speak about. In every community, two people that are recognized uh, mostly easily are the preacher and the policeman. Uh, the clergy, uh, pastor in churches or ministering minister, they are to serve the congregation, which is the community. They uh, enlighten them. Uh, in fact, families come to them for advice on uh, even buying a house or doing different things. So they. They have a lot of trust in the preacher. And uh, these preachers are, are trained to uh, counsel and uh, defend at times these, these families. Likewise, uh, when they are licensed or ordained, they're <clears throat> under a covenant with God to minister to the congregation, which is the community. Parallel to that, the police officer. When a person aspires to be a police officer, they go through uh, six and a half months of training. And this training is academic, physical, uh, all kind of aptitude tests, uh, diversity training, uh, think about different neighborhoods, different cultures. And if they, if they pass everything, when they graduate, they take an oath, they are sworn in, and they take an oath to God to serve and protect the community. So these two fractions, these these, these clergy and police officers, to me, are really doing the same thing. They're both out there serving the community. They're both out there embracing and being role models for the community. The clergy ride-along will enhance that even much more because instead of going two directions, they'll do it together. I know they have a thing here, they call it Team Norfolk. I look at Norfolk United being united on a, on a front where the police and the, and the clergy are working together. Uh, these clergy are coming from some of the uh, big known churches that we have in the area. Uh, these clergy will never be put in any harm's way. Uh, they'll be going to a scene <coughs> after, the, after the smoke has settled. Okay, uh, we don't want anybody to get in trouble. We don't want anybody to get hurt. The other thing is that they'll be able to talk to these officers as they're riding along, or even in the summertime, even walking along in different communities, getting to know what police go through, and then also talking to the community to see how they react. And it can only be a, a positive win-win when we have the clergy and the police working together. That's clergy patrol. Thank you, Chaplain Briggs. Any questions for Dr. Briggs? All right. Thank you. All right. Mr. Manager. All right, Chief Boone, we done? We 
Johnson. All right, fantastic. Well done. Appreciate that very much. So, um, Mayor, I'm gonna, we've actually, we're, we're in good shape time-wise. I'm going to ask uh, uh, Mike Goldsmith to step up and do a piece. You know, we've, we're talking a lot about uh, uh, collaboration, and we'll talk some more about that tonight during the budget process. And you've heard me talk about the, the development action team that we put together. It's really trying to get the right players in the room uh, to handle whatever the situation is. And um, uh, Mike and uh, James Rogers and others have come up with we think a really neat uh, model on that same or neat idea on that same template. Uh, good evening, Mr. Mayor, Council, uh, Mr. Manager. Uh, I'm excited to be here tonight to talk about um, one of the tools we're getting ready to put in our toolkit. Uh, when you first came up with the idea of creating a structure where you had police, fire, emergency management, neighborhood development in one place, um, the idea was that we could take each of those individual entities, bring them together, and develop some synergy to be able to see where they all touched one another, to bring to bear um, some new thought to some of the issues that we face as a city. What's come out of that um, in working with all these groups is the idea of a neighborhood action team. Um, the idea behind this is, that, is to put together a group of people, a multidisciplinary group, that can talk about some of the issues that we face as a city, some of the chronic issues. So in other words, uh, some of the properties we have that we have trouble getting in line, some of the issues that we face from law enforcement, some of the things that the fire marshal has to deal with, a lot of what James Rogers shot has to look at through neighborhood revitalization. What we've done is put together a group to take a look at these issues and developed a team that is going to <coughs> take a look at the most serious of these. So in other words, if we have a place that we are having trouble getting at through our normal processes, in other words, it's not just a code violation or it's not just something that can be handled through law enforcement or it's not just something we handle through fire marshal's office, uh, we bring those problems to the table. And we have a group of folks that sits there, we vet the problems, we take a look at the different strategies that we can put together, and then we go out and address those issues. Um, where do we get the issues from? Uh, they can come from any number of sources. They may come from a city council referral. They may come from the police department, may come from the fire department, may come from something um, in James Rogers shops. The civic leagues may bring it to us. Um, right now, for example, uh, Chief Boone has been good enough to provide a list of areas where he thinks there are problems that would benefit from having this group look at them. So those will be the first up on the list um, for us to be able uh, to see if we can have some effect and get them to move into the right direction. Uh, I want to point out that these aren't just your calls into the impact center. In other words, if it's, if it's a normal call that comes through, we can handle that through any of the processes that we already have in place. These are for the most serious problems, where we are having issues that touch more than one department. Uh, let's say we have an absentee landlord that owns a group of houses, and we're getting problems in each one of those properties. or uh, we have a particular individual that has an entrepreneurial mindset that might be uh, um, finding abandoned properties to set shops up in. In other words, they're uh, maybe dealing with narcotics, they may be doing other things. And the idea is by bringing this group together, uh, we can take a look at those problems and try to get them solved in a much uh, uh, more quick and efficient manner than the way if we were going to have each individual agency try to affect it in and of itself. So the idea is that we have these people sitting at the table. Um, we're able to connect the dots. So we talk about, you know, Chief Wise may bring something that the fire marshal has found. Chief Boone brings something that the police department has found. 
um, Mr. Homewood with planning brings something that he's got, and we all find out by sitting at the table we're working on the same thing and didn't know it because we were so busy being in our silos, we didn't understand that we were all working on the same issue just from a little bit different um, angle. So by throwing that out on the table, um, we believe that we'll be able to come up with some out-of-the-box and new ways to look at these um, issues and be able to uh, attack them in a more efficient <clears throat> manner. So we've talked about tackling the chronic, the high-priority issues. Um, the goal really is, you know, about our citizens, improving satisfaction with them, improving service delivery from the city, uh, enhance our, our effectiveness, and we've already talked about connecting the dots with some of our, our problem neighborhoods, our problem properties. <coughs> Uh, one of the projects we're going to take uh, under account is we're going to do a complete review of our code enforcement and our codes um, that are on the books to see if there's any cleanup that needs to be done there or any strengthening of some of the codes that we already have. Uh, we have involved the city attorney's office. We've involved the Commonwealth attorney's office. Uh, we have a lot of players at the table for this. We have Norfolk State, Old Dominion, um, both of their police departments are at the table, uh, planning, um, as we said before, fire, police, emergency management, everybody is there so that we can take a complete and holistic view of what's going on. And that's the members of the team so far that we have. Uh, you'll see ABC down there. We actually are in contact with the state now. Uh, we're also talking about possibility um, as we network with the naval bases and the military installations, bringing some federal agencies in along the lines of NCIS and some other investigative tools. Any questions? I know I went through that pretty quick. This is Johnson. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So, you mentioned that um, you were spending time by bringing all of the agencies together. Do you know at this point what places or communities have been identified? Uh, we are working on the list right now, Ms. Johnson. Uh, as we said before, I think the first list that we're going to attack, uh, Chief Boone has given to us. Um, he's got some addresses that um, are particularly vexing for the department because we're finding out it's not just a law enforcement response that's going to fix that. Um, so as we've got that list ahead, uh, we're all going to take a look at it at the table and figure out how we make that uh, area better. Thank you, sir. All right, Chief. Thank you. Thank you. All right. My thank you. So obviously we are um, we're excited about that, and I think it's, a, again, another example of just um, – folks uh, uh, recognizing that we've got some challenges and that we need to have uh, more people at the table and, and, and more on a consistent basis. So we'll have a regular scheduled meetings and we're excited about that. All right, so, so Mayor, it is uh, 5.55. Um, we're going to reconvene at 6.15 upstairs. It will be my pleasure to present the 2018 budget. Right. We look forward to it. Uh, you got the haircut on. I did. 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 I did.